I was just wondering if you had any ideas about what can be done to make biohacking eventually mainstream. We fit the fittest minds with the chip inside You can link and digitize that Which prior to this was higher than science could ever devise This is a neural interface We're gonna stick it in your face Till it in your brain and interlace There's an arms war on and we're gonna win the race Leave everything in a race Bring the base Welcome to Dangerous Minds, where we delve into the minds of biohackers, grinders, and take a closer look at the tech being implanted and developed by this community. And what was your rant that you shared with a moment ago before I started recording? The rant? Oh, so, yeah, the, the rant's a big one about, about the fact that the mainstream argument with biohacking. So it's, it's the issue about biohacking becoming mainstream. And I don't really want to offend anyone with it. And at the same time, I'm not trying to seek approval with it. But it's something that I'm constantly questioned on. And we've received posts about it. And uh, every guest we've had has also talked about it and raised it in the topic. And this is where the issue lies, I think. So there's, there's no doubt about the impact that biohacking can have on the world. Like the pioneers of the field are nothing short of genius. And it's been a pleasure to be able to meet with them and talk with them every week um, about their own endeavors. And the community in general just seems one of the most friendliest I've witnessed. But I think this is the same problem. I don't think biohacking will be mainstream if we can't market it as such. We've created like a mass community of grinders, biohackers and makers. But in doing so, we've created a barrier from the outside world. The misinformation from media, religious groups, and Luddites has further heightened the barriers and alienated us from the so-called mainstream. And whether it's going to be a technological advancement that's a necessity to adopt or something that is so mass marketable that people will have to bring us back into the mainstream, but something has to be done. And my question to you guys and to the viewers would be, what needs to be done to make biohacking mainstream? No, the, the community that I've been a part of, uh, biohackers, they've been so inclusive. So incredibly inclusive. They, they don't turn people away. They don't have this cultish elitist feel to them. And, and I really love that. The only other time I've found quite that uh, was longboarding. The, the longboarding community was just very, hey, you have a longboard? Cool. Come, come play with us. We, we want to have more people out there on the hill. And skateboarding, on the other hand, is kind of the opposite. If you don't know their lingo, if you don't already know somebody in that community, you're not part of it. And I, I'm, I'm proud to call myself a biohacker because of the community that's there. I was just wondering if you had any ideas about what can be done to make biohacking eventually mainstream. Thinking. Comment loading. <laughs> Longest question in the world. <laughs> I think dispelling myths about biohacking is going to be integral first because... People who, are, who hear RFID, implant, they freak out, they shut down. And, and that's not healthy. It doesn't help anyone grow. But it is, it is a fear. I told my former coworker once that I had an RFID implant, and he's also an engineer. He's the same age as me. And I figured he'd be like, oh, man, cool. Where'd you get it? And his response was first, like, I just saw that movie that said how bad that was or you know it's the sign of end times and stuff and i was like i i did not expect that response from him and i i think publicity good publicity is going to be what's necessary because i'm i would wager that there's a lot of people who could benefit from it and they're not exposed to it because it's it's taboo it's weird one of the events that twin cities plus put on was a sleep hacking day where i gave up a speech where I just said, hey, here's some good ways to help you sleep better. Because, you know, 
the two most important things in America are time and money, and we can't have unlimited of both. But if you get good sleep or if you spend less time just tossing and turning at night, you get free time, and time is equal to money. So we're not giving you money, but we are giving you the other thing you want. And it, it had decent turnout for a Twin Cities Plus event, but it was meant to be a soft core introduction to, to biohacking. And the people who showed up weren't appalled by the idea of eating a teaspoon of raw honey before going to bed because it would hopefully put you to sleep. And it was meant to introduce people to the idea and let them slowly come about to the idea of, oh, you know, what else is possible with biohacking? Oh, okay, how about nootropics? They're a bit more intense than just honey or eating five eggs every day. And I, I think introducing people in a way that appeals to them, in a way that doesn't instigate that fear reaction immediately is, is going to be what's important because there's, there's nothing scary about it. One of the things uh, years ago on the biohack.me forum, I made up a PDF, a one-page PDF that people could show to their friends and be like, look, okay, I'm a biohacker. Surprise, surprise. Here's some things that you can do to kind of get an idea of what I go through. And they were just simple things like an NFC ring that, hey, Try it. Try it for a month and see if you like the idea of having your phone so secure that no one can break into it easily. They can't just swipe your screen and unlock your phone. And if you think that's a great idea, then consider an implant. There was a magnet ring so that people could feel magnetic fields the way we do. And none of these were invasive. They were all, they were all very simple. They were all inexpensive. And just introducing people that way. And right now I carry about with me all the time a magnet ring, an NFC ring, and these little lights that shine on uh, NFC antennas. And I, I'm, I'm very happy to show those to people and be like, listen, this is all this stuff is. You know, there's, there's no demonic circle on the floor when I get an RFID implant. So would you say that maybe we're responsible because we... We work in such a sort of a, a closed or appearing to be closed community and therefore all media coverage seems to be either the extreme of look at what these crazy quote crazy guys are doing um, or the complete opposite where it's oh my god you know they want everyone to be implanted by 2020 are, are we responsible to that and do we do we have to eventually think about how we're going to answer to that well i think as people who both have podcasts, I think we're doing a good job of saying, hey, we're, we're regular folks. We're, we're not in a cult. This is an open community like, like longboarding. And people, a lot of people on the Biohack Forum have been, oh, hey, I just found this place because I was looking up blah, blah, blah. And I think you guys are really cool. Or, and what you're doing is really cool. It's a matter of appealing to people through publicity. And then once you have that sort of acceptance, obviously the, the next task is, is you know, become marketable. How, how difficult do you reckon it will be to sort of appeal, appeal to a mass audience that, you know, I know there's been lots of talks about how the general public can, can jump only a certain level of technology at a time um, for mass acceptance. How difficult do you reckon it will be for, for people to, to see it as a viable option or something that they want in their daily life? I think it's going to be a matter of finding something that is so appealing that the ishiness of it goes away. And I think it's going to have to come from probably something more reputable than, than a garage hack. I mean, if I say implantable Bluetooth headset to you guys, you probably go, yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait. I, I'm waiting for Ben to do this. And other people are like, why would I get that implanted? I can just keep it in my pocket. And there's got to be something that 
is so appealing or or so simple that you you just go to a piercer get it put in and away you go and it's and it works perfectly forever so i think we're years off but not decades off with all change it takes time it seems and yeah, I definitely can't wait to see more from Ben Gizzi as he works on his Bluetooth headset and makes it smaller because ever since uh, Rich had the you know, wireless headphones, I was wanting to play with that, make it Bluetooth so that I could have that while wearing a motorcycle helmet and I'd not have to worry about wires or anything really outside of my jacket. Because that would just be that much more of a possible issue in the end. Um, it was kind of sad to see his first attempt fail, but I'm definitely looking forward to his further advancements. And you know, as he's making it smaller, making it uh, more advanced, it seems like every version is just going to be that much cooler. Even yeah. with uh, you know the North Star that uh, Tim's putting out. I'm look, definitely looking forward to seeing the second version coming out in different shapes and smaller too. It's very cool, all the new toys that are coming out. That's why I definitely don't blame Patrick Palman for being like a, uh, treating it like a real Pokemon of, I got to catch them all, I got to implant them all because I'm pretty sure, you know, anyone that really watches his interviews it's not a part of the initiated you might say call him you know for lack of a better word a muggle but, but he might seem just way out there for doing so much with his own body but i would find that encouraging that somebody is that willing to explore and do so much and so much more is being done every day then why not why not make it mainstream and through that make it less less of a barrier for more technology and more advancements? Because, you know, Cursor puts it well that anything to do with space and that question that we ask over and over again is one of my, one of my favorites, but it makes sense to me you know, that if you have all this technology, why not take it with you eventually and also be less encumbered by it? Because after all, we all have basically a computer in our pocket unless we avoid it and still have an old flip phone like some people do. But eventually that encumbrance of the, of the phone in your pocket should eventually be inside of you and be that much more integrated, integrated into our lives. Because otherwise, you know, you lose your phone, you've lost most of yourself, most of how you function by navigation, by entertainment, by connectivity, um, even across the pond or further. Because Lord knows I wouldn't be able to function without email. Oh, heavens, I freak out when the, my smartwatch dies. Yeah, I understand completely. I think just the most frustrating thing is the pure talent. And I, I just can't help but feel like the same thing that hypes it up is the same thing that will stop the development. You know, like you say, exactly right. You know, the people, for us, if you said, look, this, this guy's developed something in his garage, awesome. Like, yes, definitely. But then you, you turn that on, on the other head and you go into like, you know, Dragon's Den or to someone off the street. It's, it's just not marketable in a sense. And it feels like, as I say, the very best part of this community is the thing that we need to sort. I think it's just going to be a matter of time. Or the other thing is as well is do people actually want it to be mainstream? I know, I know a lot of people are, are the fact of, you know, this, we're doing 
stuff. If you want to pick it up, you pick it up. You know, it's cool. Um, and, you know, for those that are listening that are worried about the whole everyone get chipped, I don't think I've ever met anyone that's like, yeah, I've developed this. I hope that in five years' time, everyone has one of these because that's just not the mentality of anyone I've met in this community. I would say I would hope everyone would have it just for the sheer convenience, not because I am a card-carrying member of the Illuminati and I'm here to enslave the human race, but no, I'm not. I'm not even a Freemason. I have asked what that means and stuff like that and asked them, how does it feel to be a part of the Illuminati? But that usually gets a great laugh and that's the entire reason for it. You know, why be afraid of it? Why not just laugh and learn more about it? Uh, I'm sure if you listen back to this podcast in reverse at 10 times speed, you might find a word that's like devil in there somewhere. I'm uh, really disappointed that you guys aren't Illuminati. I thought this was a job interview. To learn more about this journey that we all take weekly, all of us are here on this boat. Go to dangerousminds.io. Understand it is in the midst of construction. Look for more content to come out as it pro uh, progresses organically. And we all want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us as we explore further the tech and the people behind it within this fastly growing community of biohacking, grinding, implantable technology, and related hard sciences. Please feel free to reach out to us with questions or comments. You're welcome to find us at dangerousminds.io. Perhaps one day we'll talk to you about the work and or projects you're exploring and develop. Until next week, seek the spark. Scientific progression is steamrolling, there's no preventing it going ahead. Now we're intrinsically linked with technology, biology as we know it is dead. We invite you to answer this question as well. What do you think it will take to make biohacking more mainstream? And is it even a good thing? Record your answer, even if it's with a smartphone, and email it to us at info at dangerousminds.io to join the conversation. Till then, seek the spark.